0: Everyone, welcome to the show. I have some very interesting updates to share about Donald Trump and his cases and his trials. So, first is the news that Trump could see an expansion of the New York gag order against him. Uh, Judge Arthur Angeron, you guys might remember, he's presiding over Trump's New York fraud trial, and he recently ordered that Trump was not allowed to mention the judge's staff in any way, shape, or form. That was after Trump posted something about a court clerk on his failing social media site. Well, this week, Trump posted a Substack article. He reposted it. And it appears to contain the New York attorney general's address. The same New York attorney general who brought the case against him and is prosecuting this case. Also, the same attorney general who has been receiving violent racist threats since she filed the lawsuits against Trump and his company. So I would imagine the judge is not going to be too happy with him. We'll see. In the meantime, the trial continues and things really went off the rails this week in a couple of ways. Two people testified on Tuesday and into Wednesday. One was Donna Kidder. She's the Trump organization accountant or an accountant at the company. And she testified that when she was completing a spreadsheet regarding the value of one of Trump's properties, the company CFO at that time, Alan Weisselberg, advised that she value the property as if it had 100% occupancy, even though some of the units were still vacant. Kidder said she did that. She followed his instructions, and she had no idea that Trump was going to be using that data to falsify his net worth, you know, to bolster his net worth. She also mentioned something very interesting. You guys may remember Trump was previously sued for his scam Trump University, and he was ordered to pay a $25 million settlement. Well, according to Kidder, Trump took out a loan to cover 12 of the $25 million. Why does a so-called billionaire need a loan to pay $12 million to pay part of a $25 million settlement? Yeah, we all know the answer to that. Anyway, the testimony that seemed to piss him off was given by a real estate appraiser. He's also a real estate brokerage executive named Doug Larson. There was an exchange on the witness stand in which Larson addressed the valuation of a Trump-owned retail property. He said that the way Trump's employee valued the property, quote, doesn't make sense. And then in regard to another property, Larson told the court that Trump's controller and his co-defendant, Jeff McConney used a rate of return from a different type of property to come up with the value for the Trump organization. In other words, he's not comparing apples to apples, right? I mean, you can't compare how much money one business is bringing in to a, another business that is completely different. Like you can't compare an apartment building to a retail space, they're just not the same thing. So the cap rate is gonna be different. I mean, what the property is worth is gonna be different. Commercial property is very different from residential property. So anyway, the appraiser also said that in 2015, he appraised a Trump-owned property at 540 million, but Makani then listed the value as 735.4 million on Trump's financial statement. Well, at one point during Larson's testimony, the judge had to admonish Trump because he started grumbling and complaining really loudly, and he slammed his hands down on the defense table. Like He was bitching to his attorneys, and then he slams his hands down. Shortly after that, one of Trump's attorneys started screaming at this appraiser, this Larson guy. During the cross-examination, Trump's attorney, it's a guy named Lazaro Fields, that's a name, that's a guy's name, <laughs> not a thing, not, not a cookie. <laughs> anyway, he yelled, quote, you lied yesterday, didn't you? Apparently, it got really heated with both attorneys from both sides. They were screaming at each other. They were objecting. Trump's attorneys yelled that Larson committed perjury and he needed an attorney. And then the attorney general's office started screaming and accused Trump's team of putting on a show for the media and trying to intimidate the witnesses. So it was bad. So the judge halted the trial. He excused Larson temporarily, and he told everyone, quote, let's all calm down. (laughs) Now, evidently, here's what went down. Here's what they were accusing him of lying about. On Tuesday, Larson answered no when he was asked, quote, did you work with Mr. McConney in 2013 to determine the cap rate that he used to value this property? Don't know which of the properties they were referring to, but it was one of them. Well, Trump's attorney had emails that he was waving around as he's screaming at this this guy, this Larson. And they apparently showed that Larson had sent market information and capitalization rates to McCowney. But, uh, but Larson said, no, I didn't lie. He kept yelling back, you know, I did not lie. And he or I didn't, I don't know if he yelled, but he, I, you know, he was very forceful from the way it sounded in the reports. He kept saying, you know, I had no recollection of assisting in the valuation of the property with Makani. It was 10 years ago, right? I, I don't think a lot of people would remember every single detail. Uh, but this what definitely wasn't a positive revelation for the prosecutor. Overall, though, I don't think it's going to do much damage to the case against Trump. I mean, there were so many different properties. That is one of how many that they fudge the value or change the value. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, was that great that the guy doesn't remember that he helped with the valuation of that property 10 years ago? No. But, you know, what's their excuse for all the others? The other thing that happened this week at trial was very bizarre. There was a woman who was arrested after she tried to approach Trump, and she was yelling at him that she wanted to help him. He was totally oblivious. He had no idea that any of this was going down. Apparently, they removed her from the courtroom, and reporters say that she was heard outside of the courtroom, but still in the courthouse lobby, screaming, and this was before they took her out of the building, Eventually, they got her outside and she told the officers, you're scaring me and I have a right to be here. I'm an American citizen and I'm also a court employee. I'm also just here to support Donald Trump. So her name hasn't been released yet, but apparently she is actually a court employee, like she said. So she has been placed on administrative leave and she was charged with contempt of court in the second degree. In other Trump news, (laughs) Trump lost in court again. He had filed a motion asking U.S. District Judge Amit Mehta to indefinitely suspend the civil case against him that was brought by the family and the estate of Officer Brian Sicknick. Trump argued that because this proceeding or this trial could overlap with his criminal cases also involving January 6th, it would put him in a difficult position regarding his testimony. He would have to decide whether or not he's going to cite the Fifth Amendment and refuse to testify because, you know, in a civil trial, that can be used against you. It can be an adverse inference, is what they call it, that you tell the jury, look, he took the Fifth, refused to testify, refused to answer these questions. You can assume that means he's guilty. So obviously, in a criminal trial, you would want to take the Fifth, it can't be used against you, but in the civil case, it can't. So anyway, it, p- it does put him in a sticky position, but the judge disagreed because the judge said the case is just beginning. It's in its you know infant stages, and also the public has an interest in moving this matter forward. All right, I'll let you all know when I hear more. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please like this video, share it, become a subscriber, become a donor. Love you all. Take care. Talk with you soon.